It's the Portland Beer Club Podcast. Beer is proof that God loves us and wants us to be happy. Oh, Lisa, you and your story. Fart is a vampire. Beer kills brain cells. Now let's go back to that building thingy where our beds and TV. We want you to want beers. But uh, since then, I've learned a few more things that I would do to change it. But, uh, yeah. Anyways. It's missing flour. you got to add flour. So many flowers. It missing fl- it's missing flour. And it's missing hops during primary fermentation. Uh, you guys I, and your flowers. I do think that that, uh, so that also has some sourness in it. I, I threw in an, uh, about three quarters of a, or maybe two thirds of a gallon of a goza in that. And I think it brightens it up. Mm-hmm. So. Mark is talking about his homemade IPA on episode 9 of the Portland Beer Club Our podcast. Our homemade IPA. Well, I was there. <laughs> I drank some beers. You were definitely there. I, I lifted some things and dumped some things and stirred some things and hooked up some things and disconnected that's, some things. That's brewing. Yeah, cleaned some things. You did most of the cleaning. Yeah. Uh, Portland Beer Club podcast, your online bottle share, episode 9. And today is what? What's today? The 20, 20th of July, 2097. Obed, Marcus, and myself, Sean, here to host the show today. Uh, man. Oh, okay. My lady just scored me a Cantillon. Yay. Is she bringing it over? <laughs> She's coming here? <laughs> she might be. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's a great text to receive. So, my wife never sends me text with Cantillon in it for some reason. How dare she? Oh, man. Obed, you are the avid beer hunter, and you had quite a week this week. You want to talk about it? Because you, you had something pretty special he this week. A, he has a great week every week, it seems like. <laughs> I know, but, uh, you know. Well, it's good to live in Portland, right? We have yeah. so much stuff around us. But, yeah, man, I... Um... <laughs> I do my fair share of uh, fun events and and fun drinking. Um, I got invited uh, to uh, a special event on Monday night uh, for Goose Island, Bourbon mm-hmm. County, Malias, yeah. uh, and it was really cool. They actually debuted. Is it the uh, first annual uh, Bourbon County Drain Pour? Is that where you went? <laughs> I've been to that one. Uh, I, that was a different bottle share. Uh, yeah. 15 was not a good year, unfortunately. No, it was not. <laughs> um, unless you still have Regal Rise or Rare, which those are fine. But uh, this was... I think uh, I got one Regal Rye. Yeah, so drink. do I. Yeah, you can take your time drinking that. Okay, it, but everything else, it, drink the shit out of it. Yeah, if you have the regular Bourbon County Stouts, uh, yeah. They, they were mm. fine a few months ago, but they're starting to turn now, so do not sell her any longer. Um that's another topic, but fortunately, this beer actually we'll, we'll had nothing to do with that. 2014 batch of, of stout, so be, before infection, mm-hmm. and uh, they uh, <laughs> bi before infection, yeah, right, <laughs> bi. They hand selected a, a Pinot Noir barrel from Duck Pond Cellars here in Oregon, out mm-hmm. of all places, and uh, they filled <clears> it with that uh, stout for 11 months. I want to say, uh, big big stout, 14 percent plus, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it was great. Uh, on Monday, they had it on tap at this event out at the at the wine place at Duck Pond, and mm-hmm. I got to try it uh, on draft, as many as I wanted. Wow. Listen to you. It was, it was good. Um, <sighs> nice pairing. Yeah, I mean, it, was, it, it just wasn't balanced. Uh, it wasn't like it was too much Pinot Noir and 
and tannic harshness that it overwhelmed the stout mm-hmm. or where it was too much stout and just little subtle subtle notes of Pinot Noir is actually really great balanced uh, it was just wow that's amazing that they got that out of one barrel because usually you need to kind of blend around a little bit and uh, if they got that out of a single barrel that's pretty awesome well, I mean they've been doing barrels for uh, how yeah. long you know yep. there's no <laughs> way they could screw it up <laughs> no <laughs> not that no that's cool that's awesome Huh. Well, let's stay on topic with Goose Island because uh, I kind of turned over the reins for, to you for this week of what we wanted to talk about, and you, you said let's let's hit Goose Island. So let, let's get at it. What, what's going on? It, here? It's just a big uh, topic in the beer world right now. Everybody's talking about Goose Island. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, the forums, uh, the Facebook groups, everybody. Um, and we were kind of talking about that a second ago, but yeah, essentially they have officially now announced that. Uh, the 2015 batch of regular is infected as well, and so is prop. Yeah. So that's That makes four beers, because that goes along with the coffee and the barley wine as well. Yep. Yeah, but, but this time with the refund, they're making it a little bit more difficult to get your money back. Well, it was, they certainly are. It was difficult. It was supposedly easy prior, but... But now, there are some hit and misses with that. Well, too. now you have to you have to submit the late the neck label, Correct. and you have to take a picture of the the timestamp with the date that it was that it was bottled. I'm like I've already drank two of them. I didn't keep my bottles. Yeah, I don't keep old bottles of Bourbon County that are open and drank. Why would I do that? So how the hell am I going to get a well, refund? Well, they're that? operating under the assumption that those that you drank early on that you didn't fine. save were fine. It's just the ones that are around now that you might be selling. They're kind of saying, you know, hey, they might be going bad. Mm. And, and yeah, it is harder. I mean, it, it's, you know, you have to print and, and mail and, and take these photos. It, it is a little bit of a hassle. But the up the price, you'll be getting $15 a bottle for the refund, which is not bad because I think each bottle was around 10 bucks of the regular. I don't remember. Of the regular, it's around 10 yeah. Yeah, around 10 bucks. So that's not too bad. And, uh, I mean, I don't know if I want to deal with the hassle more, but, yeah. because I, I did the first refund and it took me – several months to see a check and it finally got there mm-hmm. it was a wrong amount yeah had to wait another month for the right check uh, they sent me a t-shirt a small mm-hmm. you know <laughs> by the way uh, it looks good useless. on you thanks for wearing that tonight it was a onesie uh, i didn't do laundry <laughs> i had to so you know yeah. are you guys gonna do it am i gonna do what do you Send still have any bottles left oh or? yeah i've got I, I bought i ended up with like a case basically of bourbon county last year and I've already drain poured all of my coffees, which was I think four. Uh, and I think I have one barley wine left that I have not verified is bad, based oh. off of the batch numbers and the dates. Uh, and then the rest are well. Then I've got one regal, and then I'm, and then the rest are regular stouts. So yeah. I haven't gone and looked at them yet. I haven't cracked one in since probably December. So yeah. I don't know. We we did a Bourbon County bottle share. Uh, and the prop, the proprietors, which is really hard to get out here because it's only released in Chicago. Yeah. You know, you have to go through a lot of hoops to get one. And it just was off to me then. I, they didn't, it, was, it wasn't infected then, right, allegedly. But I, could, I, I knew it was a little off, especially compared with the 2014 prop, well, which was night and day. Man, you could tell even like the barley wine when it was on tap when, at release time. It just wasn't the high quality that it was fine, but it was not that high quality that you expect a Bourbon County barley wine to be. Same thing with the coffee, uh, yeah. right when it came out. Right. Everybody was Same saying thing. it was too much green coffee bean yep. and out of balance, blah blah blah. It just well, yeah, it was just a poor version. Effect. I mean, yeah. it wasn't terrible, but f- for a Bourbon County, not standards, to their standards, no. Yeah. And I mean, 
good of them to do a refund. You know, Absolutely. there's a lot of breweries out there that I've drank beer out of a cooler and, and bought a bottle for 10 bucks and it wasn't good. It was probably infected. It was a little off and they didn't give me a <laughs> refund, you know, so. Yeah, sure. Yeah. They, it, but they also have the financial backing to do that. So do you know, <laughs> uh, I forgot, how long are they going to be accepting refunds? Because I think I'll start working through my bourbon counties and if they're bad, then I'll then I'll probably save uh, it. And if they're good, what was the there's, I'm not going to try to capitalize on Off the top of my head, it, I am not certain. I think it might be September. I, could I, I be thought, right. I, so, so I there's thought a while. September as well. Okay, so there's a good while. That's about a month and a half. Good thing it's stout drinking weather. Maybe two months. And uh, yeah, <laughs> they don't really care if, if you open one. It is infected or not. Or, or not. Yeah, they'll good. just give so you it, They'll right? just give just to play it safe, which is yeah. kind of cool of them. Um, that being said, will you guys still hunt for it next year? Will you still <sighs> buy Bourbon County well, 2016? I mean, I will not. The, the bottom line is it can happen to anybody. It absolutely can right. happen to anybody. And historically, it's an outstanding beer, and all the variants are pretty outstanding. The odds of it happening again, I mean, you know, I don't well, know. I don't think they take another financial loss like that. They're probably going through hoops for that not to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We shall see, though. It was, yeah. What was interesting is, in the article is that they actually transfer the beer for bottling after it ages, which is adds that extra risk you know they're like oh we think the trucks some of the trucks or whatever you know whatever we did to transfer the beer from the aging facility to where we bottle uh that's where the infection happened when they transferred over shipped it over and then and then bottled from there and i'm yeah. like wow that's interesting that they actually go that extra yeah, route well, i think that's also it might be the first year they did that too because this past 2015 was the first year Bourbon County has uh, been brewed at a different location. They actually did it at a big new warehouse yeah. every before done. So whatever they did all those years prior that yeah. was working for them was just fine. Yeah. This year, you know, they decided let's do higher numbers, bigger space, moving yeah. that whole moving. Yeah. It cost them big. It cost them huge. And, you know, and again, I mean, I, I don't want to, like, kill everyone that gets bought by a large brewery, but the AB influence of producing more Bourbon County right. – needing bigger numbers, going to different facilities to do whatever. I mean, that's all an extra inherent risk to do that, to damage your beer, and that clearly happened this time. Now, yeah. that being said, am I going to go out and search for it like I did this year or last year? Probably not. No. I will buy some because right. I know I can get some on the west side yeah, here. Especially if they make as much as they make this year. Yeah, You'll it find was it easy. at Safeway or Man, it was at, it was at Main Meyer. Brew. It was at Main Brew for days. So yeah. I can... I'll find some, yeah. but am I going to go... New Seasons had it. Yeah, am mm. I going to go out? Like, this this last year, I went to John's Market at, like, 5 in the morning. <laughs> you were part of that. That's right. And I was, wow. like, number 100. I mean, it was just it was crazy there. I'm like, I'm never doing that again. It's just not worth not it. Not worth it. And uh, so, yeah, anyways. I, mm. I, you know, I think that... Um, There's too like many good said, beers out there We'll now. see it. We'll see it, but... Yeah. I won't go out of my way to accumulate a yeah. lot of yeah. it this past year. This there's year. so many, there's so many delicious stouts exactly. to choose from these days. Exactly, one or one or two bottles, I'm fine. I'll definitely go yeah. after the coffee again because coffee, typically when it's not fucked up, is my favorite. You know, of, of their, their. I think we all love that coffee and bourbon. It was delicious. Stout yeah, pairing. It's uh, really they make nice. my. I think it's, it's one of my favorite barley wines, and I'm not a huge barley wine I'm guy. A barley wine too. But their yeah. standard of barley wine is usually great. Yeah, yeah. But you yeah. know, like you said, there's there's so many good barrel aged beers out there now that. I, yeah. It's not worth it for me to go to the extra mile. To Five pick years up Bourbon ago, County. Bourbon County was a gigantic deal. Now it's just like, oh, another yeah. great. Speaking of which, you told me this week, uh, Midnight Sun is distributing out Midnight here. Midnight Sun. So Midnight Sun contacted me, and we're actually going to get them on the show to talk about this. I believe. Oh, wow. oh nice. So, uh, I'm, I'm I'm talking to one of their marketing people 
because uh, I've, I've written them two emails a long time ago, and apparently they kept my email address, and they emailed me and said, hey, we've got good news. We're coming back. So That's super cool. We'll get all the details coming yeah. up. Uh, I think I think we're going to be looking at August, getting some more Midnight Sun back in the Oregon area. That'd be great. But we'll get more. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, you Berserker fans, you Arctic Devil fans, and Butterfly Moscow. Fans yeah. And- so we'll uh, yeah. we'll get more information on that coming out soon. Now, I think that was just an exclusive, perhaps. I don't know. Whoa, um, first. Yeah, but they 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 were very excited. So we'll we'll very talk cool. more. Hopefully, we'll get that's them. great, and that's exactly what we were saying. There are other stouts yeah. out there which are also great. Yeah, yes, there's so yeah. many. I mean, between you know the Firestone Walker stuff and. Yep. There's just there's so I, many people. Making I did the hear beers. that they might do new things next year. I heard something about Scotch barrels for one of yeah. the variants mm-hmm. and this and that. So I mean, yeah. they're trying to probably find ways to win people back sure. to make it exciting. Sure. Yeah. Stouts aside, you know, I, I do like a lot of their other bottles. I like uh, Julia. You know, put some age on that. Uh, it's great after three four years. Yeah. Uh, King Henry, if you can get a bottle somewhere, that mm. that's great too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm not counting them out, I, but I will be more hesitant to stock sure. up on them you sure know? but you know like you know fremont the shoots there's so many breweries that make delicious yeah. barrel aged stouts yeah um, fremont's been doing big things they just released uh rusty nail. rusty nail a couple of cases came to oregon so it was great to see it around town yeah, yeah. i saw bridgeport had it like two days ago and i was like ah damn it i can't get out there hmm. yeah yeah i think they were one of the last or bridgetown places to sorry it out. Bridgeport. yeah bridgetown beer house correct yeah yeah. So, did you want to keep talking about Goose Island, or is that it? <laughs> I don't know. Is there more to say? Uh, you know, I really like. I, I will say that uh, I think they do a nice job on their wild ales as well. Um, you mentioned the Julia, the the Halia is a nice wild yeah. ale. Yeah. It's incredibly overpriced, but it is a nice. It's a very nice wild farmhouse, you know, funky ale. Yeah. Uh, it's great, but uh, the standard stuff that Goose Island does. You know, it's nothing too exciting, <laughs> uh, but I think they they knock it. They typically knock it out of the park with their barrel aging and their and their farmhouse beers. Do you uh, have an extra glass for that? Uh, I will. I will well, finish this goes right. in. Let's talk about forward. what we just drank. So we just first we started out with Marcus's cloudy IPA, then we went to the fruited goes. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Well, talk, talk about that. It, but... Talk about that beer real quick. Okay. I, um, I, I command it. I, I I will do it. <laughs> Uh, it's just a standard goes uh, base malt recipe. It's wheat and uh, two row. And Sound a little more excited about it if you want. It, that's it. <laughs> I didn't put any hops in it. I soured it. I soured it with Good Belly Mango Probiotic, oh, which has lactobacillus in it. It's so good. Um, and then I and then I fermented it with uh, the citrus uh, oh, with citrus God. from Imperial Yeast. Gave it some citrusy notes. Uh, so that was the base beer. Um, and then I took five gallons of it and put it on five-ish pounds of cherries and five-ish wow. pounds Great of nose. raspberries. Very, very fruity. I can get mm-hmm. the raspberries right off the top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the nose, I will say the nose is more jammy than the flavor. Mm. When it was sitting in the carboy. So that's it, the thing I need to figure out. But the nose is nice. When it was sitting in the carboy, it looks so delicious. Yeah. I want to drink it right out of that. It's got some great fruit character, I think, on the palate, but uh, it's not jammy, and that's the thing i got to figure out. But anyway, so five pounds of each, um, and then, yeah, and that's what you're drinking. Um, Fantastic. And then uh, we also just opened up, uh, Obed brought over from Great Notion, one of our favorite breweries, uh, the Whole Melon IPA at 6.5% IB, er, 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 can I talk? ABV. Good Lord. Uh, and I had this last Saturday when they did their release on the Block 15 collaboration that was also equally delicious. The What was that called? The 
Uh, Peach Punch. Peach Punch, that's right. Yep, that was really good. Had myself a couple of those. I think it's going to get better. What? Great Notion? With age? No, that specific oh, that beer? beer. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I don't think... I think it's going to be similar to Great Cow, the Degard collab, mm-hmm. where if you had a, a growler, if you tried it later on on draft, it, it just kept improving somehow. Mm. And uh, I, I think that has something to do with um, Nick Arnsner from Block 15. I think part of his brewing style is maybe adding uh, or over hopping beers initially because I think he thinks ahead and kind of expects the beer, you know, to be in travel, to be in a walk-in before it gets tapped or, or in a cooler somewhere. Because if you try sticky hands like four or five days later compared to, you know, when it comes out and it's two days old, there's a difference. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate it more after I'd say four days. That's when I really feel it opens up. And with a lot of those IPAs that, that he does or just styles, I think he, and specifically this great notion, it, it was very hoppy and bitter up front. Mm-hmm. But you're expecting the peaches and the apricot, you yeah. know? And I just had it. I was just there, I don't know, probably this week. I go there too much. And I tried it again, and it wasn't as hoppy. The hop started slowly oxidizing, and you got a little more of the fruity flavors, which you want. So that's why I'm saying a few more days, and it'll be just a New England style <laughs> IPA, maybe. I have a theory <laughs> about that, actually, because I'm 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 very positive that Sticky Hands uses a version of Saccharomyces called Conan. Conan yeast, mm. and I use that at home for my IPAs, and they do the same exact thing. When I initially keg them, I feel that they're a little bit pungent and, and strong with the hops, and within about four to seven days, like within a week of kegging, it hits its stride, and it's in balance. Huh. And I think, I, I feel the same way with you that you do about sticky hands, is that's when it just really opens up, you get things more in balance. The subtle fruitiness notes come up more, yeah. and the pungent hop flavor of, dies down a little bit. Yeah, and it's uh, and and that's what I notice. I've used that three times now, and all three of the IPAs that I've done with that have done that within about a week after kegging. They uh, do it, you know. And I think a lot of uh, brewers or, or breweries they they can or they keg when they feel it's prime and it's ready to go. When it's yeah, when it's like ready to go, they put it out there. And that being said, before it gets to the actual customer, it might be a while. So at that yeah. point, it's so, slowly deteriorating. Yep. So if, if he is as smart as I'm giving him that credit for, he's really thinking ahead of the game. Um, and I've noticed that on I a think lot so. of his beers. I think he knows his yeast. I think he knows his product. And he knows I, – I, I think you're absolutely right about that. Yeah. I'd do that, yeah, as a brewer. Sure. Yeah. I'd do that. <laughs> Sean's all <laughs> over that. Yeah. So would you just pour a little bit of that berry goes into your IPA there? Is that what I just saw you do? Yeah, it's delicious. Uh, Is it really? <laughs> I just let you smell it. I didn't it, smell it. Yeah, yeah, I just, I just felt like a little splash would add some uh, complexity. I love blending. Um, I think it's oh. fun. Just a light little berry at right, the finish just a little is, bit. is pretty good. I'm going to be a copycat. Yeah, do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's Do you know what this left. beer So this is whole melon. Uh, what is this actually made? Like, what did they what, say? What style? Well, it's an IPA, right? But it's uh, does it have melon in it, or oh, if they're actually using uh, yeah. fruit, um, yeah, I believe they are. Uh, you know, they're using watermelon. Ah, okay. Um, but I, I get more of a honeydew. That's what cantaloupe I was thinking. Yeah, type of deal, um, which I appreciate. Um, they they did a different watermelon one uh, not too not too long ago. It, it kind of tasted like a Jolly Rancher. Um, Trying to remember the name on that one. It was uh, oh, 
Did you, did you guys have it? The watermelon? Uh, I, I didn't That know. wasn't an IPA. It was a like a sour Berliner. A Berliner? Berliner. That was uh, really Oh, good. yeah. I remember you talking about that. I, can't, I don't remember the name. But, yeah, that jogged my memory. I think Sean had it. What's that? The watermelon Berliner? Yeah. From Great Notion. Great Notion. No, no seeds? No, no seeds. seeds. That's Thank you. Sorry. I was yeah. looking something up while you guys were talking. Yeah, yeah. Dude, we're boring, Sean. Beer, both watermelon. You know, that was a Berliner. It was like a Jolly Rancher. This is like an IPA, and it's more cantaloupe Yeah, it is. It's good. I like it. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a single hop IPA, and they also added uh, Huel Melon hops to it. Oh, I've never heard of that. Yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. Again, much credit to Great Notion for doing so many one-offs so often. Hey, by the way, since we're on the topic of Great Notion, should we mention our buddy Chad? Chad, yeah. Since that's been made, made official? Yeah, it's official now. We Congrats, can say it. Chad. Our friend uh, Chad Graham from Brewshack, uh, who's been on the show. That uh, bastard. A couple, couple different times. Asshole. He, so he, this guy, he, he he's a newbie of the Portland area, been here a couple of years, and he's already going to be participating in his third Pro-Am brewing thing through Willamette Week. Did I see someone say he's the long-tenured brewer now at the Pro-Am? <laughs> like he's the one that's shown up the most? He started up, He started out with Fort George two years ago. Last year he was with Ecliptic, and this year he's going to be with Great Notion. He worked his way into the, yeah. the hottest brewery in Portland. So good job, Chad, man. We yeah. Fully uh, back you up on that one. Good choice and good work in it, and you know, getting in with those guys because I think he's gonna have a lot of fun. And I think they're gonna make a. It's very gonna be del- fun to see what they make. They're yeah. gonna make a very delicious beer, I'm sure. So, we'll, but we'll have more on that as uh, that starts progressing. So, <laughs> definitely uh, some big news for our friend Chad. He's happy. We like a happy Chad. <laughs> uh, I like to keep my Chads happy. My Chads. I don't have a Chad. <laughs> have you not met Chad yet? They're buddies on uh, Facebook. I ran into him briefly. Yeah, uh, I do follow him. Uh, I listen to his uh, his podcast, The Brew Shack. Yeah, yeah, he does. He bre- he brews like several times a week. It oh, seems he's like always he's brewing. always brewing it. Yeah. Where does he store it all? Who yeah. drinks all of that? I don't know. Does yeah. he give it away? He gives it away, like what I do. Yeah. I've got I've now got seven beers and only six taps, so I've got a problem right now. I need to give <laughs> some more beer away. I've got a beer problem. Yeah. Well, so, uh, Obed, as a topic of the show, you wanted to talk about draft pours, you being a server in the industry and understanding you know, what it, what makes a good pour uh, from the glassware to everything else. So let's, let's launch that one off. What, what do you yeah, got to say? Well, I mean, and, and it's a good question because we might all have a different, yet yeah, common opinion on what a great pour is, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, depending on what establishment we go to, what brewery, they each yeah. have their house glass, the sure. shape. Uh, you know, in their own method of serving, uh, head, no head, you know, et cetera. What, what, in your opinion, what makes a good pour? Uh, for me, it depends on the beer. Okay. Uh, and depending on what the beer style is, depends on what I want my glassware to be. All right. So you care about glassware. I do. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's important for the nose. Um, I also care, although it's, it's really hard to do commercially, but I also care about temperature if, if it can be done. Now, that being said, typically you have a walk-in, so you yep. can't really deal with that too much. But um, I, I, I personally like, I mean, I, I personally, if I, my go-to is a tulip glass, like what we're drinking out of right now. Or a little Belgian snifter. Or a Belgian tulip snifter, or tulip, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Um, although, you know, there are glassware for other types of styles. Right. But that's my go-to. That's what I prefer to drink out of i i feel that you get some really nice aromatics coming out of that first and foremost the narrow nose kind of concentrates some of that so when you go and smell it you can really get some of that but at least a wide open air surface area to give off a lot of aroma and it's crazy because you you take somebody like um 
you know, Belgian brewers and, and Belgian breweries, they literally have a different glass per brewery. Unique. Everyone has their own uh, stem and, and size and, and rim. Uh, I mean, I could probably find a hundred different Belgian glasses each for Orval has their own glass. Uh, mm-hmm. Chimay has their own glass. It's ridiculous how many glasses they do, but here locally, I mean, depending on if you go to tap house or, you know, a, a brewery, you're going to see some similar ones. I think the most common one is still going to be shaker pints. How do you feel about shaker pints? Just pint glass. Like that, that's the traditional pint glass, right? Uh, well, I mean, traditionally I think they come from uh, just, um, just being part of a cocktail shaker and as a mixture, mm-hmm. and uh, bartenders kept them around. And once uh, beer started coming around, they started pouring beer in them. Mm-hmm. But it was never specifically designed for, for beer. beer. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem a lot of beer nerds have is they mm-hmm. don't want to drink out of a shaker pint. Uh, we use them where I work. You know, that's one of the, the methods we use. And I understand why, because... Depending on, you know, say the establishment in our case, we're, we're a bigger, you know, brew pub. And we have at one time, we may have a hundred glasses out there in tables at one time. And we're trying to focus on a quick turnover. You know, you have uh, you have tables on every, you know, yeah. the shape of a, of a pint glass is so easy to stack up. You can probably carry 20, you know, with your hands and, uh, you know, their standard shape. And, you know, bar space is very important. And being uh, as busy as we are, we usually have two racks for dirty dishes and clean dishes at all times. So it's kind of practical. It serves a purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, Could we do, uh, you know, 100 uh, Belgian snifters and tulips out there? We could, but it it would kind of slow everything down, you know. um, What if you just had them at the bar? Like if you sit at the bar, you get the <laughs> real VIP, yeah, get the you, real you deal get treatment. Yeah, yeah, you know, but they they don't stack. You know, it's hard to carry that many. They break more often, and they're, they're also yeah, they're they're rounder, so you can't wash as many yeah. of them at the same exactly. Time. And they hold less, so you're volume wise, you're yeah, washing so you, and cleaning. And that's carrying why so much uh, less. you know a bigger restaurant might might go with that. Yeah. but if you're a nice small specialty craft poorhouse, mm-hmm. and you know you're you're serving up nice beers, you got a lot of good stuff you want to appreciate the nose on. Yeah. You should totally do <clears throat> snifters or, or two. Go to a uh, go to like a go to go to Degard. Yeah, they serve their beer in yep. the glassware that they you want. They want you to drink it. Well, in. like yeah. you go to Arch Bridge. I mean, Arch Bridge, same thing. Yeah, or really a specialty cool tap house. Yeah. There, they have great glasses. They're using like an elongated tulip glass. That's yep. awesome. Yeah, I even hear Orenko. They do the Belgian uh, round snifters. Yes, you don't. Uh, in fact, they don't have. Pint glasses, I don't think. I don't they think do just have this, they have they sixteen ounce round snifter glasses, exactly. which are, which are um, great. Which is great. You go to uh, Great Notion; they're also doing their, uh, you know, their little thin tulips and uh, Belgian tulip yep. glasses there. Yep. You know, and, and you're starting to see that more in the industry, and that's great. Um, so glassware is obviously important. You want to be able to smell just the presentation, the appearance of the glass. Mm-hmm. But there's a, another another factor you brought up is temperature. Mm-hmm. You know, each establishment might have their cooler set to a specific. Uh, some do 38, 36, 35, you know. Does and anybody do 34? Probably, you know. <laughs> so, Could do one more. <laughs> you know, and... And yeah, I've gone to some places, I won't say names, but their beer is so cold that I Mm. feel the need to use both hands and cup it and just like try to warm it before Mm -hmm. I can actually drink it and start enjoying it because it's just served so cold that it's numb and neutral. Craft beer should not be served cold. 
Well, that might be an indication of, I mean, how cold is someone serving beer? And there might be an indication of the quality of the beer at the establishment. Well, you would think, but I mean, because you do go to, say you go to a dive bar and they're not serving craft beer. They want the, the iced mugs, the frosty mugs. They don't care about appreciating Yeah, what do you think about iced mugs? I love iced mugs, man. For, no. for the right All thing. day. Yeah, yeah. for if, like if I'm mowing the lawn and hey. um, drinking a Coors Light. I'll tell you what, right yeah. now, right now I've got two or three rain, cans of Rainier in my fridge. And they're going to go in a goddamn iced mug. Will you be doing yard work and then drink one? Exactly. You should, you should probably get two iced mugs and pour half of it into one and then pour the other <laughs> that, half in the other because that, that mug might get too that warm. That technically <laughs> is proper glassware for that yeah, style right, that thing. Right. So you're Absolutely. not doing anything wrong. What? Uh, you're wrong with, about that, by the way. The proper glass or the proper whatever wear for a can of Rainier is, is a cozy. A garbage can? It's a cozy, <laughs> damn it. It's a cozy. Uh, I love my Rainier. I'm sorry. It's the only shit beer that I, I can actually drink and say I like this I, beer. I just feel like, uh, you know, poor houses should have a laser temp reader at all times and just mm-hmm. scan the glass, make sure it's perfect. Now, you know, we <laughs> one of the... It's not too much to ask, is, the, it? is it? One of the tap houses I only we want have, to drink out of Tecu's. We have uh, NWIPA who does, you know, specialty with a lot of IPAs. I would like to see a, a, a beer bar open up that specializes in stouts and porters, and their fridge is set at like, what? What would you say, like 65, 60? Or 45 or, you, you know, 50. Yeah. 55 is perfect. 55 is perfect drinking temperature. Mm-hmm. That's cellar storage. So if you wanted to keep a bunch of dark beers at 55, they'd be ready to go instantly. Okay. There That'd you be go. great. But, you know, and then there's there's unfortunate things that happen in the industry. Um I was just at an establishment, I won't say the name. Um, <laughs> they're more of a commercial. They don't specialize sure. in craft beer, but sure. I do know somebody that works there. I want to throw them under the bus. Right. But, uh, yeah, I went there for happy hour, and they didn't really have anything that I wanted. So, you know, what do you have? All right, Deschutes Fresh Squeeze or, uh, you know, what? Well, uh, Guinness. I was kind of desperate, so like, all right, whatever, uh, bring me a Guinness. And uh, right off the bat, within two or three sips, uh, tasted a little salty and a little tart. Is Guinness infected? No, Guinness is not infected. That's just a sign of them not cleaning their yeah, tap lines mm-hmm. regularly. You you start building calcium oxalate yep. on the line, and you are able to taste it. It gives off an, a little salty, tart yep. type of flavor. Yep. And that's a big deal. I think it's important uh, for it's establishments to keep up with that. Yeah. You know, some yeah. people uh, do it uh, once a week. Some do it twice a week. I don't care as long as you're yeah. doing it at least once a month. Would you eat off a plate that wasn't clean? <laughs> I mean, right. that's going to yeah. affect your... And there's, there's two different places out here that I, I used to go to. Oh, that I, I used to go to um, that, you know, they, they get good, they get good, decent tap lists. But they don't. What are you guys doing? It became, it became very obvious that they weren't cleaning their tap lines. What are we doing? We're, we're doing we have a little. We have, so we have a little comparison. Should we tell them? We'll get let's to finish that. this. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll get to it. Go ahead. So keep going, Sean. I'm not, Sorry. <laughs> I know. I was just talking about that. There's two different places in the area out here. Again, I won't name them like you won't, but um, you know that I used to go to pretty frequently because they they get okay tapless. And this is before the days when you know some of the better places out here. Uh, like a Ranko and ABV opened up, and they were the only places to go drink beer. But the tap lines got so shitty. Yeah. It's like, and you're just like, mm. oh my god, you could take a good premium craft beer, and it's like it would taste terrible. Exactly. And I was like, I'm done. I'm not going back there anymore. It's like the opposite of a randalizer. And then the one time I ordered the nachos, and they asked if I wanted real cheese or, or fake cheese. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> or what was it? The, they no, say? no. That's what he. That's what they asked. But it wasn't they. It was the 
quote unquote chef came out yeah, and asked yeah. you. You know, he asked uh, the, he asked the waitress, does he want the fake cheese or the real cheese? Well, he actually came to our table. Did he? Eventually, Not, yeah. Oh, he came oh. out of the kitchen. But but he asked the but he asked the waitress that he was talking back, to her as we yeah, yeah. yeah. And we just happened to hear it <laughs> happened to. He's five feet away. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I don't know if I'd want to drink beer from that place either. But mm. it, and, and you know, it's it is important. And if you think about it, there might have been you know a dark beer on that tap line before it blew and now they put a lighter beer in and if it wasn't clean your light beer is going to have these uh dark notes or what if you up. what if you poured a sour or, or a Be- you know belgian yeah or- and and you know a, a good repeatable establishment is really good about that some of them even have de- dedicated right. lines for sours as you, or stouts, yeah. as you should but that being said there's also a lot of establishments that don't there's a lot of places so- just don't know what the hell they're doing yeah, and, and uh, you know, so it's so many little factors, you know. We're all in search of that perfect pour. Uh, there, there's there's so many things that can go wrong. One of my pet peeves is when I get poured a pint and it or a sniffed or whatever, and it tastes uh, kind of soapy. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. there is an off note of soapiness in some beers as a standard. Um, a lot of times it's just because something was ran through the dishwasher and uh, they just poured it straight. They didn't rinse it for you. Uh, so... You got to appreciate all the establishments, yeah. tap houses that do have a, a little spray spout to turn the ga- uh, mm-hmm. the glass over and, you know, just put some water in there and give yeah. it a rinse. And there's a big difference between doing that, giving it a rinse, get, getting rid of any soapy liquids mm-hmm. versus uh, just leaving it there for 10 seconds and trying to chill the glass. Yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. I want a really cold glass, but yeah. I do want you to at you least want rinse. rinse it. Yeah. yeah. I, and I, you know. Well, there, we're doing that right now. I've got my glass of, or I've got my <laughs> canteen of water and I'm rinsing after every. Yeah, it's the right thing to do. And there's, you know, there's other places I've been to where they're they're using too much soap. And when you just just when you get a taster glass, you want to taste a beer before you, you buy can it. Smell it on and the it's, nose. All I all I smell is soap in that damn taster glass. Yeah, it drives me crazy. I yeah. want to taste the beer, not the glass. And the soapiness is an off flavor in beers too. That can also yeah. happen. But yeah. typically, I mean, you can if you smell it right away, it's typically mm. the glass. Yeah. I mean, I so I grew up. I I I was born to a bartender father. He owned a bar my entire life, and. Uh, his biggest bitch was bars that didn't know how to pour a good head on a beer. Mm. He said every beer should have head. Okay, let's talk about how See, to pour and, a beer. That's de- that's debatable to me. Sure. Well, I, and this but is, that's also been said for a lot of beers. So right. yeah, that's another good point you're yeah. bringing up. And that also, this, he also grew up in an age where craft beer didn't exist. You know, his 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 whole beer experience was going to Germany in the fifties and drinking German beer, then coming back and realizing, oh my god, there's no good beer in America, and he had to wait till you know Widmer, yeah. Widmer and Bridgeport came out. Um, but he still insisted on a good head of beer, but that was also before the whole age of stouts and porters and barley wines and all these other beers where little flatter is a little better. But the one argument he had is when you pour a head on a beer, what that's doing is that's releasing all those flavors. That's what's creating that wonderful nose on beers. When you when you just pour a beer and there's no there's you know, you're not taking advantage of the carbonation, you're not gonna necessarily get the full nose. But you know, a lot of that has to do with the beer. You know, if you're pouring like sure. a Belgian or something or, or a wheat German, you know, like a mm-hmm. half uh, more protein, you're going to get more head. Mm-hmm. And then you have some beers that, you know, uh, aren't, uh, you know, so heady. And it's because uh, it's just not the beer style. You know, yeah. a stout won't. Typically, if it's American style, you'll see a lot of head. But it's like, say, a, a hybrid, like a Belgian style. There's usually not much head. A lot of it has to do with what the brewer used in that beer or yeah. whatnot. And I've had some amazing still beers, too. Exactly. And the still beers. Hair of the dog. Yeah. yeah, hair of the dog. A number of their beers are still, and they're great. Mm-hmm. And, um, and my thing is, I, I hate going to a place where they pour me about an inch, inch and a half ahead. And it's like, I feel like you're robbing me of my beer, like. 
Yeah. You know, especially at the widest part of the rim. <laughs> yeah. You're not even giving me 16 ounces anymore. You're giving me like 14. You know what I mean? So that's kind of a... And, and my thing is, I can always take a sip or two of my beer and then swivel it. Yeah. And then I can create my own head and then... Yeah. take a whiff yeah so i don't necessarily need you to do that for me by robbing me of my beer so that's that's how i feel about it but uh i do have uh you know customers who who appreciate head and i have customers that you know same thing they're like oh that's too much head so that's also something i guess down to the personal opinion but uh it, there's just so many variables like that i don't know what's going on i don't know if it's because of the beers i've drank prior to this but i just poured myself a barley browns palette jack which is one of my favorite ipas on the planet and there's i don't know what's going on in my mouth somebody please taste that and tell me if i'm crazy give me your glass did you uh cleanse your palate no you i know i did not water? i did not cleanse did my you palate. uh have some saltine crackers perhaps <laughs> did you take a shit <laughs> oh i did that well, you guys were oh, okay. Here. Perfect. Yeah, oh, that's that smell. All right. I mean, it was on the nose, and then it was also. Does that taste right? No, something's off. So I don't. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm. I will never shit well, talk Barley Browns. Was in this glass before? Uh, before that was the, the Great Notion. The Great Notion IPA. So it shouldn't be that jacked up. Look at him. It's not as vibrant. You are no, right. It, there is something off. Yeah, I'm not going to blame Barley Brown for that because I know they, this beer is an outstanding beer. I'm so. going to be a little more straightforward. It's way off compared to what Pilot Jack usually is. I smell is. socks in my glass. It's it's old or something. There's no vibrant hops. Correct. Um, um, it, it tastes, it, and I don't even want to say malty. There's something no, just. No, there's like a sock. I'm not sure what the Ugh. flavor is there, but it's not good. Very yeah. I, it's not even that vegetable thing. It's something else. It's like no, no, no. It's like roots and socks and. I don't know if it's just super old. I'm not, I don't know. There's something not quite right with it. Though. I don't even want to say where I got it because I don't want to. Okay, hold on. <laughs> shit on them either. <laughs> <laughs> wow, oh, boy. Well, that's not. Where I guess Let's go back to talking about head. <laughs> I think we said the word head enough head. times. Head. <clears throat> I. You know. I agree though. I. I don't need. I don't need a huge foamy. You know, top on my beer. It's. Yeah, I mean, I'm you can you can, like you said, I can get plenty of nose off of without the carbonation. And to me, in some respects, if I'm seeing a, a just a huge amount of carbonation, that's the beer releasing its flavor. You're losing those air, those aromatics exactly. and everything are all you know they all degrade over time. And if you're losing them to the air and oxygen, then you're not going to taste them in the beer. In fact, I would like in. a stiller beer with more flavor than I would a foamy beer where I can smell it, but then the flavor is not. Right. In fact, I said for a for a beer nerd like you or or Sean or me, if we're going to a nice you know fancy beer bar, and we're paying like a dollar an ounce, you know we're getting a ten ounce pour yeah. for ten bucks. I want you're, my ten you're, ounces. You're stealing me of a, yeah. You're you're yeah. robbing me of two ounces or an ounce and a half with that. And no yeah. thanks. I want every centimeter, millimeter. You yeah. Know, <laughs> yeah. To uh, the I rim. agree. I agree. Oh, Anything else about right about oh. pouring or? Uh, I had something earlier, but I, f- I forgot what it was. May I get a rinse, please? Yes, you may. <laughs> may I get a rinse? Do you want to tell them what we just opened? So we are okay. So let's uh, let's announce. Uh, we have a beer here. So this is uh, we have a 2014 double DBA, which I believe is the last year that they made double DBA. Um, the reason that I brought that beer is because we have a one-off variant of the double DBA here that Firestone Walker released that Obed and I went in on and got. 
It you is sons of bitches. You went on without me. <laughs> we did. When did this happen? I feel this cheated. beer. This beer has been rated by 602 people as of this afternoon, and it has a 4.54 on Untapped, and it is the 2016 Rye Whiskey Barrel Age Double DBA. So we're going to do the regular Double DBA first, and then we're going to do the Rye version as a comparison. Yeah. And now we, the 2014 again is two years older, but. Yeah, and you're right. It, they I, they stopped uh, making it in this form. Uh, they discontinued it, uh, which is why it's so exciting uh, to see the Rye Double DBA. And for people wondering, well, where do I get that beer? Or what what's cool about that beer? It's uh, it's a one off uh, Rye Barrel Age and uh, only released at the Firestone Walker Invitational we Weekend took a, at we took Firestone a quick, Walker. Yeah, we took a quick drive down to Firestone Walker. It was like pulling drive. my leg. No, actually, that's true. That's where they released it. Yeah, uh, you had to be at the brewery uh, to, to get, get some uh, small quantities, uh, 30 bucks a bottle. Um, well, now I'm really nervous that the decanter is just sitting on the corner of that table. Can we put that uh, in a more <laughs> stable environment? Is that going to move? Because it looks stable. I just, it makes me nervous that those right. CDs are going to fall over. And All right, I'll put it over here. Just, <laughs> now that I'm hearing what this is, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, so uh, it was it was really cool to to be able to get one and uh, yeah yeah we'll get to that. Um, so, we'll... but Obit has also never had the double the regular double DBA. Really, is that correct? I thought you said I, that. In I, text, I, but... I've had variants. I had like a 2012 Four Roses uh, barrel okay. aged, uh, which was delicious. So I'm excited to try all of these. All right, me too. Well, let's get going on our top six list. Yes. Um, Obed, do you want to tell us what this category is, please? Yes, so... Since you created this whole show today. Absolutely. We do, we do the top six, you know, um, every show. And for the top uh, six today, we're going to do the top six breweries with in-house food. So uh, is this is kept local combo? to Oregon. You know, you have to mm-hmm. be a brewery in Oregon, and you have to have in-house food. You didn't tell me that, but luckily my, my list meets that. Oh, you know, you didn't say Oregon. He I'm did sorry. say that. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. You're right. It's, it's happened to me, man, these text messages. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, that being said, uh, Marcus, why don't you start us yeah, off? Kick us off there, Marcus. I'm starting again? You're like in the starting seat. You. I know. I always start. Okay. In the starting chair. Okay, so I'm going to start with my... Oh, wait, wait. My glass is clean. What should I be drinking? Nah. The double DB. Okay, thank you. Uh, here you go. Um, okay, so brewery with food. Okay. Uh, Oregon Brewery with food. Correct, yes. And uh, so, okay, I'm going to start with my number six. Mm. Uh, My number six, I'm not sure which one to do here, but I'm going to start, I think I'm going to start with Crux in Bend. Oh. Um, So, Sean and I have been there, but I've been there with my wife a couple times. I thought I was your wife. You're my (laughs) other wife. Sorry. Okay. Um, mistress. Yeah. Uh, Crux's food is uh, is is fantastic. Their beers, for me, are hit and miss. But at the brewery, especially the times I've been there, uh, when I've had their IPAs fresh at the brewery, yeah. they're awesome. They're really good. Um, their IPAs sometimes are a little long in the tooth when I have them in Portland for whatever reason. Um, maybe they just diminish faster than or, or whatever. But right. um, at the brewery, they've been great. Their barrel program is not 
not my favorite, but it's it's certainly solid. Uh, there are some releases it, that they've had that have been better than that's others. That's what's fun about this top six list is it's not so much about the beer; it's about exactly you, you mm-hmm. with just great food, right? Yeah. But then, but then they've got all these these just really cool art, artisanal sandwiches. Um, is the main thing, and they've got this tiny little kitchen over over in the far back corner of the brewery. Uh, but um, it, they put out these neat artisanal sandwiches. Um, you know, their fries I remember being really good. Rebecca and I, you know, we went there one time, and the reason Rebecca wanted to go back because she's not a beer person. She's like, I want to go back and have blah 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 again. Mm-hmm. And um, so because of that, because it was a vacation spot, you know. Uh, the beer is solid. is is pretty solid. The food was just fun. I've heard that. From and then other the people. setting too. Mm-hmm. I'm going to include the oh, setting. Okay, you sit out cool. on that patio and you're just looking at the mountain range. Yeah, and it's beautiful. I out was there. in Bend in May. I want to say. And we tried to go to Crux, and you couldn't even park your car. Yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's crazy back in an industrial now. area. Yeah, and they actually have they have parking people out to guide you where to park. Oh, and, really? Oh, yeah. That's how busy this place is. Two years ago when we were there, they didn't have that. They did. We were just there at an off time. Oh, we, okay. This, I was, we tried to go on a Saturday afternoon. It Maybe was, Saturdays it was, are it was crazy. impossible. Yeah, we were like a And Friday we could see that whole outdoor Thursday. area where they have cornhole, and there's mm-hmm. areas for kids to run and dogs to run, and they, they have one of the best outdoor areas. I don't remember trying the food. That's, we didn't. We didn't when we were no, there? No, we okay. ate. I think we did, ended okay. up eating at their place. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. yeah, and before we start this list, I just want to say I've probably only eaten at about a third, a quarter of the Oregon breweries. Yeah, I was going to say there's there's a lot of breweries that don't do yeah. food. So if you didn't right? make the list, it's just because I don't know. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. we don't a all specific know. list. Yeah, I, I, you. I picked the six places, my top six that I've been to that I loved. So. Yeah. So what is your oh I'm next? Because you, you're on a on a go. Keep okay, going. so we're gonna we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do uh, counterclockwise. Okay, so my number six. Oh, this is going to be screwed up. <laughs> it's so messed up. My number six, uh, if you're going to take a drive down to the coast and do your, your little beer tours uh, by the ocean, I like Fort George. I think Fort okay. George, uh, it's it's the combination. There's something about the environment with the good beer and the whole setting of the Fort George Brewery and their tap room and everything, and multiple tap rooms. Uh, I think they have outstanding food, and it's a fun place to eat at. Uh, I, I really, really like getting to Fort George whenever I can. I'll go down just to see my parents down at the beach, and they don't drink beer, but I'm like, we have to go to Fort George. I will drag them to Fort George just so I can go eat some <laughs> So you're food. really there to go to <laughs> Fort George and make your parents and hang out with see you. see my parents on the side. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and the same could almost be said for Bowie as well, because there's nothing like sitting down on, on the Columbia River at sunset, eating a plate of oysters and drinking some beer. Yeah, I mean, Bowie has decent food. Bowie's yeah. food is solid. Yeah. But Fort yeah. George is my number yep. six, and I stand by it. Obed. Yeah. My number six is uh, Hot Valley. Really? Specifically the Springfield location, not the Eugene location. Okay, they I've I've eaten locations. at the Springfield location. Yeah. Yes, yeah, they're 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 different, uh different menus, uh different environments, you know, yeah. completely different. Uh it was good. Uh, the Hot Valley location I've been to a few times, and I've had some really good meals there. Mm-hmm. They have a great happy hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, specifically Springfield, I, I did not enjoy myself as much uh, at the Eugene location. Okay. But, uh, yeah, the six was memorable, or Hot Valley was memorable enough to be my number six. I, cool. I have a friend in Eugene who's begging me to come down and, and <clears throat> hang out with him for a weekend and go do the beers down there. Cause I haven't been, it, did you go with me to Nikasi? That was me and somebody else, yeah? I don't think Marcus. you and I have been in Akasi, but no, okay. I've been there several times. Okay, then, you know, so yeah. I, I think I went with my friend Rick and Anthony when we did the Eugene thing. Um, but that was probably five years ago back when Nkasi was still kind of relevant in the IPA world. 
so I, I would like to go back down um, and check out some of these places again. I'm getting a slight minor oxidation, a little hint of cardboard in there. So this is the regular DVA? This or? is, uh, yeah, double DVA 2014 barrel aged. Uh, I would say I, it needs to be drank now. Firestone The oxidation for me... Is present, but I don't at this at this level. I think it's okay. Yeah, no, it's still drinkable. But it's that nice. being said, I, I wouldn't age this another year. Yeah, um, I've got one more bottle that I and would just crack. To be clear, this is a barley wine or a strong ale. It's a no, it's a DBA. But come on, this is tastes like a barley wine. It's similar to an English style barley wine. Yes. Yeah. But is it a, is it is it more of a strong ale? I mean, if you're going DBA, double DBA, does that make it a strong ale? There's a subtle difference between a strong ale and a barley wine. Well, I think strong ale implies American. This mm-hmm. isn't. This is a special bitter. Hmm. So, yeah, it's good. It's so good. It's more like an English style barley wine okay. to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You get but, the oak. You get the chocolate. I can see where you're coming from as a barley wine. But yeah, yeah. You know. Whatever. It's good. It's not bitter. Uh, it's delicious. Yeah, delicious. Right. Uh, okay, number, number five. five, Marcus. Uh, you mentioned it. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Bowie. Oh, um, really? okay. There you go. Yeah. The uh, and again, part of it is the setting. You cannot beat those sea lions. Holy crap! <laughs> or, they're amazing. Or, they're gone. <laughs> oh, are they? They scared them off with those big uh, used car sales. Uh, the big inflatable the, the things inflatable that wave things? around. They're, Woo! Look at me! I'm five. Well, they tried. Tall. They tried the animated shark, right? No, it was, the, a, the whale. It, was, it was an oh, orca. The whale. That's the orca. Right, an orca. Yeah, was, that failed because <laughs> it sank. <laughs> it <laughs> it flipped over. Yeah. yeah, no, they got those used car sales yeah. things that inflate, like the scary-looking bendable things. And yeah. I, that last time I was in Astoria, I didn't hear one damn sea lion out there. They're okay. all gone, which is cool. sad. I, I understand if you live there and you have you have businesses to run, it's probably annoying as shit. As a tourist, it was the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am so for my list, I'm kind of putting food ahead of beer a little bit on this. Sure, and no, they had great food. and the food that I had at Bowie that mm-hmm. I've been there twice and both times, and we sat in the bar. Uh, mm-hmm. And the bar has a beautiful view, by the way, if you sit in the right yeah. spot. But uh, the food there was fantastic. Yeah. I was really happy with both times I've been there. Bowie's beer is is good, if not rem- like nothing blows me away, but it's good. Yeah, um, yeah. I've ate there too. Good drinkable clam place, chowder, but their good, food is good. Great. Oyster shooters yeah. with the blue salt. Yes, yes, salt, yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah we so had that good. for an appetizer. Yeah. It was great. Um, so those are my uh, – that's definitely enough, the, the atmosphere, and I like being on the coast. I mm-hmm. think, Sean – It's a nice you know, location, agrees yeah. with me too. It's a nice location. So, yeah, number number five is Bowie. Gotcha. Right my number five, uh, and I'm going to be a little specific because they have two locations, uh, Cascade Brewing's Barrel House. Uh, I, I think they do a really, really good job of matching a menu that goes with beer. Uh, mm-hmm. From charcuterie to the soups to whatever the you know they they've got all kinds of different things. I I love it. I love eating there. I love drinking there. I love. We haven't been there forever for a tap at Tuesday. I haven't even been following what's been coming out. On I tap haven't Tuesdays. either. I mean, they come out um, with one a new one every week. Well, they're in the middle of Puckerfest right now. Uh, oh man, are they really? Yes, they are. And they had they had a they had a passion bread on today. Uh, from Logsdon. Uh, but anyway, so I just, you know, I, I like places that, hmm. do, that do a beer-centric menu. <laughs> nice spill. Idiot. That's why I say, hey, man, nice shot. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to stick with it. Now, I would say Raccoon Lodge. I, I like going to Raccoon Lodge. Raccoon Lodge has good food. 
but Cascade Barrel House is doing more specific beer. They have nice little fancy things like they'll give you vegan cupcakes for dessert. Yeah, or, you know they're yep. very very specific. Look at their um, specials board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They always have something kind of cool going on food. there. Uh, you know the portions is my problem there. You know yeah. for their price point yeah. to portions, you're getting sure. uh, yep. you know. I agree, but the food isn't bad. The, you are correct. That's just Cascade in general. They always I feel have the same way about their beer. They always have. <laughs> it's a little yes. expensive for yes. what you get volume. It's wise. the higher yes. end of Portland beer of Portland's beer. Their scene. location maybe drives. A lot of that, but I, I don't know. But it, it is a little yeah. spendy. They have yeah. good hummus plates too. The I more I let this uh, this DBA open up, the more oh, I'm getting yeah. like vanilla. Just and keep uh, yeah, keep swirling, swirling it's your good. glass. Yeah. Obed number five. My number five. Five. Uh, Lompoc. Lompoc. Oh, Brewing. yeah. I, they. God, dude. I, I see. Yes. It. They. Yes. I talked about it. Yeah, to myself. My, my internal talking. <laughs> specifically, <I heard> <laughs> specifically the sidebar when I'm talking in my sleep or. Does it matter? Specifically, uh, I like going to the sidebar. The yeah. location in the Alphabet District, specifically right off, uh, what is that, 21, 23rd? 21, 21st uh, okay. Alphabet. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically right. that location. Where they brew. The yeah, it's a newer there. location. It's, yeah. yeah, it's a newer location. It's like the four... new location that they opened up yeah, on 21st. Wait, you mean the old new? The old new, yeah. yeah it's on 23rd. New. 23rd, okay. okay yeah, the, new old, the new yeah, old yeah. Lone Puck that yeah, became yeah, Lone Puck Tavern. Exactly. Yeah, okay. out of like the four or five they have because right. they have several. Because now, now you're tugging on my heartstrings because the new old Lone Puck was my favorite place to hang out. Oh, wow. I loved hanging out there with their was legs. It, was it beer good though? Uh, back in the day when before before <laughs> no, no, I'm wait, talking wait, wait, about no, food here. No, 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 I know, but I'm just saying it was my favorite place to hang out just because it was a neat old tavern with had yeah, the, it, it had, had sloped floors because it was just so old. Had the best patio in Portland hmm. and then they tore it down to build boutique, you know, yeah, shops that's and, and, and what you and, see there now, yeah. yeah the and, Abbey and so, Bar just opened a location there too. Yeah, and so they then they just made it the Lone Pock Tavern. And I went in there one time just to have a beer. I met a friend and I just it was just it be, it was it was not the same vibe that it was before. But we're talking about food, so tell us about the food. And and that's what this is. It's uh, uh you know the beer there to me honestly it's not my favorite. It's drinkable. They have some good seasonals. It's not my favorite, but I will go there for the food. Uh, I think uh, their food is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had some delicious things there. Uh, they even have a I think a happy hour which is great. Uh, I remember mm-hmm. some nachos being extremely good. Some, the nachos at at, at sidebar yeah, are delicious. Some yeah. mole mole pork tacos yeah, yeah, that yeah. were delicious. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. was just so good that I, I've gone back several times based on the quality yeah. of the food, not the beer. Yeah. Um, so that is my number five, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Mark is right. number four. Oh, I'm kind of just piggybacking now on people. Um, my number four. And I'm still going to keep it there for now uh, I, because I love the atmosphere back in the day before they did the remodel mm-hmm. is Lompoc mm-hmm. Sidebar. Okay. Uh, you get all the food that you get at the normal Lompocs. You, and they have an amazing burger, by the way. Their burger, especially their happy hour burgers, like, it used to be like six bucks. Huh. Just great. Um, but at the Sidebar, you also get all their cool barrel-aged stuff and one-offs that are on tap. Um and they're typically, I don't know what they're open now, but they used to only be open like Thursday through Sunday or something yeah, like that. I don't that. know. I don't know. They did the whole remodel. Um, I haven't been the back. remodel, we've been there once since the yeah, remodel, yeah. and I was not as happy with it. It um, wasn't cozy like it used to be. It's a little more trendy feeling now. Well, they had all the barrels stacked in a corner instead of lining the yeah, walls. Yeah, they used to have the walls lined with these barrels. It was great. I mean, I understand them maximizing sure. space. And they'd put in the garage door. And, yeah. yeah. And it's not bad. Um, no. I need to go back again. But I'm going to stick with it because they have always had great food when we've been there. I mean, I like, as Obed said, their food is solid. Yes. Yeah. And, and the fact that when you go to Sidebar, 
you can get all their cool one-offs. Their old tavern yeah. rat, barrel-aged old winter, tavern rat. The winter time is the best to go to Lone Pot because that's when they pull up their barrel-aged yeah. stuff I and mean, really shine at what they do. Yeah, their Centennial IPA was one of the best IPAs made in Portland. And they stopped making it because they went into more of a rotator series in of IPAs. <laughs> this is a very thin line for me between uh, being very interesting and tasty Talking and being the borderline, uh, borderline oxidative. I can't get, I can't escape that little uh, cardboard. Yeah, I can't escape it. That's fair. It sate away at the body a little bit. Um, uh, DBA has always been a little bit thin. Yeah, yeah, it has. Speaking of beers that uh, can get oxidized pretty quick, the uh, shoots is my number four. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch that's my next <laughs> I, I, I believe me I love Deschutes I, the Black Butte Reserve Series is one of my favorites uh, but you know this whole experience with learning that, that Abyss does Black not hold Butte, up very long uh, three uh, Sour Quad some of those yeah. uh, Abyss that people were saying in fact they just went bad but yes yeah. yes yeah they you know you just drink your Abyss Reserve beers pretty quick. But food-wise, I think Deschutes does an outstanding job with yep. their menu. Yep. They put out really good food. They're mm-hmm. they're changing their menu here and there. They add things, take things off, so it's, you never know what you're going to get when you get in there. I've never had bad food at Deschutes. Um, another place that I think really tries to think about, okay, we're primarily a beer place, so let's make food that goes good with beer. Yeah. Uh, you know the downtown Pearl District, whatever you want to call that area. That that setting is a beautiful location. The location in Bend. I haven't been in it since they've expanded. I've walked by it. I've just haven't been inside of it. Since, yes, we have. Since they didn't you and I go into it? I don't know if it was two done. years ago. They weren't done yet. I thought it was done then. Was it? We sat in the old bar. But they didn't touch the old bar. No, I know they did all the front area. I don't know if we went in. I don't. I think that we happened. drank there. We had a mirror. We had a mirror mirror when it was that released. Was, that was right when mirror mirror came out. Yeah. I know, but I, I I think that was still under construction. Huh. I don't. Maybe okay. I could be wrong. You could be. Maybe right. maybe I went after you. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I just I've I've walked by it a few yeah. times since then, but I've I I don't. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, it's okay. Hey, I've drank a lot of beer. I don't. My memory's not so good. But anyways, I, I do love to shoot food, and I never have a problem recommending right. people to go there and try it. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. Cool. Obed, you're number four. So my number four, um, I'll let you look at my number four. Uh, <laughs> I didn't, this so people look, know that I'm look, not look copying. I actually had it written down. It was as actually my written four. down. Uh, yeah, so Deschutes, um, <laughs> number four. Uh, yeah, their beers, you know, for me are hit or miss, but the food is pretty consistent. Yep. Uh, their burgers, you know. You yeah, can't great. go wrong with their burgers. Some of their specials are great. Their charcuterie's uh, good. Yeah. Charcuterie's good. I mean, you can get like a nice little appetizer of green eggs and ham for like three bucks, and it's delicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I've had you know probably the desserts is where I've where I've kind of been, eh. but the food is is solid. Uh, service is pretty consistent. The location is is just it's a nice little downtown location. The atmosphere inside, you got all the beautiful wood carvings. Their bar is really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so I mean I I do like to eat there often even if it's just to eat, uh even if they don't have a special release. Mm-hmm. But if I'm down there for a release, I will definitely be eating while I am there. So that is yeah. my number 4, Marcus. Marcus 3. I'm not even going to add uh, Deschutes. Oh. <laughs> the only thing I'm going to say about it is that I actually prefer the Bend location. Right. I have, I know I've been there. Well, I have been there since the remodel, whether it was a Sean or not. Maybe I don't remember correctly. Sean or not? That was not a 50s cover band. Sean or not? Sean or not? Sean or not? But it's uh, it just has that more cozy pub feel. Like yeah. the one downtown in the Pearl 
has a little bit of that Red Robin feel to it. To oh, me. come on. I love the craft work inside. All that wood. No, yeah. it, no, that is nice, but it's just that big open area. <laughs> the tables are kind of crammed together. You don't big have a lot of isolation. It, yeah, it's a little bit Red Robin-y feel. No, I, there, there's a big... You, it's, you can't compare the two because the pub, the actual pub area in Bend is its own little thing. It is. And that's I mean, where I've been. And it's it, just like its own, like, it's yeah. kind of claustrophobic. It feels like a pub, you yeah. know, an English but then pub. You, but you get on the restaurant side. I mean, even before the remodel, I mean, you know, okay, now we're just in a big open in restaurant. In a restaurant, yeah. Um, I haven't been there. So, yeah, yeah that's, the, the that's Port- fair. The Portland, the Portland location and the Ben location are very different, yeah. although they may be the same now. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but sitting in the pub, too, at, at uh, the Bend location, you get to look right at the brewery, like the yep. little, the first yep. fermenters and mash tuns, the, the little tiny ones that mm-hmm. they used to use. It's cool. So sure. I like that setting. And then everything you guys said about the food, their uh, their pork belly, whatever they do with pork belly is always awesome. <laughs> um, so yeah. Okay. Before I do my number three, because we're we're actually almost done with this top six list, and we're gonna we've got probably about ten minutes left on the show. Can we pour this magic that's sitting over in the decanter? No. Uh... So me and Marcus kind of said we were going to mess yeah. with you, and we were just going to drink it. Yeah. And then dip it. No, just kidding. You can have some. Yeah. You know I have weapons. <laughs> did you see his face? Sean did you see I, his face? Yeah, that I mean, tragic. Obed and I did, you know, go like, to some lawn, some lakes to get the Shock and horror in his eyes. <laughs> it's actually Michelob's special. You just lied to me. <laughs> <laughs> there is a bottle you saw. Open it. <laughs> this is Rainier with brown food dye. <laughs> <laughs> died rainier Ugh. so while he's pouring do you want to move on to yeah my number, number three, three uh like i was talking about with cascade where you have a menu that's very specific to uh your, your the beer that you serve uh one of my favorite 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 places to go down and order some food in particular their their pork toast is hair of the dog mm-hmm. wow dark. i'm surprised that's not higher on your list i it, i wrestled yeah, it I, I really wrestled because my number one is a place that I've only been there once, and it absolutely blew me away. And my number two is a place that I'll get to in a second, but mm-hmm. they have an incredible menu. Mm-hmm. So they kind of knocked Hair of the Dog down. To, I mean, th- this is – we're talking about like point, point – We're splitting uh, hairs, point yeah. Oh, oh, 0.002% yeah, yeah, yeah. difference in how great things yeah. are. Yeah. I love Hair of the Dog and their, their food yeah. menu. When they do Fred Fest – they put on one of the best food menus of any anybody for a beer festival. Yeah, I did not like how quick they ran out of those meatballs this year. But this year, look, Fred Fest this year, the food menu, still good, but was the worst food menu that they've had, the food buffet. I, I did not like how they had one exclusive uh, Hair of the Dog beer for Fred Fest, and then the following week they took really good beers to Seattle for their event. But <laughs> That was disappointing. I agree. No. It was it – was, it was a – it was the poor. I'm not going to say it was bad because it was still pretty damn good compared to most beer festivals. Uh, but it was the worst food lineup this year that I've ever seen at Fred Fest. But but that's for Fred Fest. But you're talking about specifically the restaurant. If you go there on any given yes. business day to eat. Yes. yes. Yeah. I mean, again, another place that they they really specialize in in meats and cheeses and dates and prunes and things that just go good with beer. They will give you that menu, and it's it's. I've never had bad food at Hair of the Dog. I've mm-hmm. always had a very positive experience. Stickier and thicker. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so the so mouthfeel on this is thicker. It's so a little more boozy. It's not as... So we've opened up the Magic. Yeah, so we've yes. opened up the Rye Double DBA. Mm-hmm. Um, I get the Rye, by the way, on the finish for sure. Um, oh, good God, that's delicious. It's really good. Yeah, oh. this is really nice. It's smooth. So who, smooth. who brought this? We did. Oh, we, we really did, did go. So you, we really did go in on this together. But where did you get it? Did, we'll I, tell I, you after the show. Okay. We don't want to. Uh, Marcus had to do some unspeakable things. He does not <laughs> want to see on the air. Oh, I do again, not blame cheating him. on me. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, kind of. Anyways, I only started walking upright about two days ago. <laughs> so, so I will segue off of your uh, number three to my number three. 
Hair of the dog. Look at you. Had it written down. I guess I'm great minds think alike. Stealing tonight. all your thunder. <laughs> you certainly are. But uh, yeah, I actually just uh, was having uh, lunch there last week, mm-hmm. and uh, there uh, I had what was it? Their chili short rib uh, sandwich, whatever. Phenomenal. Mm. Uh, their cheesecake there is great for. Dessert. Have you ever had their spicy chicken wings? The I Chuck have, Norris. They're amazing. The, the Chuck, Chuck Norris, Norris wings. wings. Oh my god! Uh, even if you get the three dollar mm-hmm. loaf yeah, of good. bread, the rustic bread their with the butter, yeah. that's just great to yeah. get things started yeah. with. You know, yeah. <clears throat> uh, I'm a big fan of their food. Um, my my uh, friend who had never been to Hair of the Dog went with me, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, this is great yeah. food." Um, you know, that being said, you already talked about them, so I won't go too much in, in depth. But if you have not ate at Hair of the Dog, do yourself a yeah. favor. It's and delicious. Eat there. I'm feeling and, bad and you, for leaving them off my list now. And you'll pretty, <laughs> and you'll pretty much have all outstanding beers when you're there. You, you can't. That's lose. true. That's true. I probably a mistake for me leaving them off my list. And that that that's really. I mean, for me, that was a big part of making my list. Is not only is the food good, but it's food that's focused for the beer. Yeah. So it is. Yeah. yeah. Marcus, number okay, two. Hair of the dog is my number oh. seven. <laughs> uh, no, sounds good. It, this the the rye double DBA is really good. Yeah. I didn't even know this was a thing. It's not. It was a one time release. I didn't know this beer existed. It came out two months ago. And I, not many people know. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know because of Obed. I love you. Reason. I love you guys. You're my you best should. friends. <laughs> You're gonna be walking. We gonna fun. You're gonna be walking funny us. tomorrow, Sean. <laughs> I walk funny all the time, anyways. <laughs> Thanks for making fun of my disability. Yeah. Your disability. Number two. Come on, man. Okay. Number two. Um. Great Notion. Okay. Um, great Notion is number two <laughs> because A, their their beer is we've talked about it enough on this show. It's phenomenal. B, their menu is great. They, I have a feeling all of our number twos and number ones are exactly the same. I don't I'm, think so. I'm I think predi- my number one's different. I'm predicting it right now. We, we've been pretty close, me and Sean. Yeah, but anyways, okay. yes, uh, great. Um, so their foods their food is not typical just pub grub. They go off and do different things, you know, v- vegan tacos, which I think are great. I know some people that, want meat on I, them. I won't order them just because it's – I know. I, my tacos have to have meat. Wait, so, so is this your number two as well, Great Notion? It is. That's my number two. So let's okay. just all three We're of us all, talk about Let's just great all notion. talk about Great Notion's food then. God, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> but they're, to- they're toast – Good call, Obed. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're – what are they toast – Tostones, fried plantains, buffalo wing sauce. With buffalo wing sauce. Uh, Holy crap, those are awesome. Dude, their part, their pork rinds. With yes, the their pork sauce. rinds are awesome. Yes. Uh, their waffle fries are. No. They hit the nail. Their fries on their are amazing. Fries. Best waffle yeah. fries in, I've ever had. Yeah. And let me tell. So uh, I went down there with my girlfriend uh, maybe a month ago, and she she ordered. I, I got something that was just, it was good. It was really good. It mm-hmm. was like a it was a pork thing, a pork dish. But she ordered um, a, a a bratwurst pot pie, and she started eating hers. And she goes, "Oh, do you want a bite?" I, I, I said, "Yeah." She gave me a bite, and I'm like, and I started staring at her food. And she goes, "You want, do you want more?" <laughs> no, she said, "You want do you my, want switch?" She, she goes, "You want this, don't you?" I go, "Yeah." She goes, "All right, switch, just switch me fucking plates." Because she she could see the look on my face. That was the best pot pie I've ever had in my life. Dude. Wow. Their pork stuff empanadas. I mean, yes, I've had that. Yeah, it's great. Their uh, burger, just a yeah, natural grass burger, uh, brioche bun, right? Yeah, is, yeah. Oh man, yeah. Their food there oh. is great. Uh, I can't lie. Their specials. Give them props for their specials. They do uh, a special uh, menu uh, every month. You'll see different appetizer, different a- entree, and different mm-hmm. uh, dessert. 
Yeah. You know, they'll do a, a double stack reduction mm-hmm. sauce, something fudge. So it's beer related. Which, which, how yeah. long would it take to, to do, do a reduction on the double stack? About a minute. <laughs> it's already reduced. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's so just, uh, they've done everything from pozole to, you Ooh. know, oyster po'boys to, mm-hmm. I mean, whoever, you know, is running the they're show letting, in terms of their culinary team they they're doing a doing. great job and, yep. and Andy and James are okaying the right things it's just solid menu man yeah. I think we all agree that's why it's our number two we should just mm-hmm. call this the great notion podcast yeah we talk about it every show James Andy if you're listening we, even we, listen, ta- we talk about you every show and we even talk to him about it on uh, In One Day Radio all the time too so <laughs> they're, they're getting the double coverage Marcus let's hit number one let's see if Damn. we're all going to agree on number one we're not going to agree on number one well okay. what's your Damn. number one well no you no it's what's your number one it's your turn no I'm going to stick with mine but it's not going to we're going in order, is. so technically is your, your Oh, because, yeah, because I always start. We, we went already. Cause yeah. My number works. one, so here, okay, so here's why, okay, my number one is one that Sean already Reinhardt. said. Oh, uh, wow. I disagree. Uh, Cascade. Nope. Really? Fort George. Oh, wow. That's your number one? Yeah. Really? Uh, so, setting-wise, uh, especially you sitting on. here that. Sitting on that patio, I can't believe you didn't even put our number ones in your top six. Oh, well, maybe I maybe I blanked on it. Wow. Okay, go ahead. I probably did. Right. Now I now I'm gonna have a huge. Ooh. I'm gonna have huge Overton regrets. Chocolatey note just emerged. I'm just I'm just typing in Obed's number one right now before he even says it because I know what it is. What is it? Now he say that. It does now. No, no. Okay. I don't know if, I don't know if so anyways, okay. So Fort George, um, okay. the setting. Yeah. Uh, I've been there multiple, t- you know, many many times now. Um, sitting on that patio, I I don't know if there's a patio i'd rather sit on than at fort george because mm-hmm. you're just overlooking the bay yeah. if the sun's on you you're up on the hill you're up, up on the, the hill. hill the food is really good i mean it, it, they do like you know they do fire uh grilled pizzas um you know their burgers are solid all their food is is good um their beers are we talked we've talked about oregon breweries and fort george is way up there on my list they i think it might have been number one they always have a um, tap list of what a 10 to 12 beers easily well 50, 20 beers maybe probably yeah at least a at least a dozen if and, not 20 and yeah. i would say three quarters of them are always like yeah. top-notch beers yeah i'm particularly thinking of the last time i ran the hood to coast we got done with the hood to coast and we drove straight to fort george and sat on that <laughs> patio and drank beer for two hours it was awesome yeah spoiler alert they were not my number one because obviously it wasn't your number one because you already said them yeah you didn't have fort george on your list exactly so um so yeah and and i love the setting of being on the coast right there looking at the bay mm-hmm. uh Fort George, yeah, right. I, and you know what? I'm good with it. That's okay. my number one. No, no, that's, okay, that, that's and, I, and I'm probably. So let's do this, Obed, at the count of three. Let's say our number one. Three, two, one. Block McMinimins. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, I did forget about Block 15. Block 15. Yes, Block 15 is amazing. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't. I would not replace them at number one, but I would put them I, up there. And I will specify this. You're right. Uh, block 15, Downtown Pub, Third and Jefferson. Block 15 Production Brewery, Deschutes, and Block 15 owned La Caves. All three different entities from Block 15, each different menu. You will not have the same menu or mm-hmm. same cook at each location. Mm. That That's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, you can Very tell nice. Nick and, and his wife are foodies because uh, if you go to the downtown location, you know, whether it's That's for the uh, the releases, the brunch releases, their mm-hmm. brunch food's always great. Yeah. Uh, or if you just go down there to eat on a Saturday like me and Marcus did a few yeah. weeks ago, uh, you know, just that they had... Wait, you know, what? Oh, I'm sorry, Sean. What? Yeah, we went down to Block 15. You were busy. 
It was a day you were. We we did text you and you were busy. You will remember after the show. You're getting sh- people can't see the shit looks I'm giving you guys right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, uh, yeah, just any day you walk in there, there will be great food, desserts, amazing happy hour. The quality, the beef, everything they use, the chicken, amazing. Um, I go there just as much for the food as I do for the great beer. We I can just, all agree they have great beer. Oh yeah, fantastic! But the beer. food is yeah. is also great. I, um, I've only been there one time, and it was for one of their, you know, that brunch. Their, their releases. Yeah. And they're your number one, huh? And that that really that breakfast that we had brunch, whatever you yeah. want to call it, was so good that they made my number one off that wow. one meal. That's that how, says that's, a lot, Nick. If you're listening, that's yeah. how good. Hey, tell Nick that we're talking about him because I want to get him on the show. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean that that was that was a pretty yeah. incredible meal. Well, I'll tell you what. If you go to uh, their production brewery on Deschutes, it's a smaller menu. Mm-hmm different but they do their own baking at that location they have their own in-house bakery mm-hmm. oh yes my i goodness. know that i've been there uh, with their, you their, a bit. their tortas everything they're doing there with <laughs> their their machaca tortas and all these wonderful oh, machaca. stuff they make machaca dude their pretzel there oh. is on my top three pretzels of all time <laughs> oh we gotta do a whole list of top three pretzels yeah no their pretzel is amazing with their, two, uh, with their with yeah. their uh special <laughs> house ground mustard you know <laughs> so yes uh that and a little known secret: uh, most people have not been to the caves. The caves is also block fifteen, really. So you yeah. didn't tell me that. Oh, I didn't know that. What I'm hearing is that you're going to take us on a little tour. We should go. Yes. Okay. I will I'm always down. go there. Uh, uh, La Caves is a nice little restaurant. It's uh, European themed. Uh, beautiful, beautiful bar. The bar is made from different barrel staves from special breweries mm. each stave you might see a little stave that has you know hair of the dog on it you might see a different stave that uh has cascade on it that's the bar top for you now they you have, have a-, a beautiful cellar behind you with a special book where you can pick uh, a bottle to go it's not block 15 beer mm-hmm. they carry beer from belgium beer from all over the world yeah i so know you can pick out some nice bo- bottles you told me it was uh, on tap there you did not tell me it was owned by block 15 yeah yeah the food there is uh, the burger there is one of the best burgers i've ever had huh. um yeah, that is why Block 15 and their you know affiliates are my number one. Now you're obligated by law to say what what is a stave. <laughs> so it is actually a piece <laughs> of uh, wood from a barrel that was used for aging, in this case, this brewery's beer or these other brewery's beers. Uh, so they save it and they sand it off to make it straight, but they leave the etching on it and then they clear coat it. And yeah. It's a beautiful, Looks beautiful awesome, bar. Yeah, so you're right. I I I don't know why I blocked out uh, block fifteen, but I did. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with they're you? They're on my top six for sure. I don't know where they are, but they're one point five. They're up there. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I still maintain. I, so I personally, and, I, and this is you know every list is personal. I really like uh, location as well. Figures into it for me. Mm-hmm. So, but this was all about the food. Not all about the food. Sean. That's what that's what Obed said. He said beer and food. He just no. I said brewery, but within house food. That yeah. was my brewery with in house food. So that includes yeah. me. Okay. Okay. Anyways, yeah. anyways, but you're right. Yeah, block fifteen's amazing. Yeah. So uh, real Can't quickly, uh, did, did you see? You were there with me. Did you see my little happy hour notches with all that pork pulled. Yeah, the, the happy hour, <laughs> the happy hour stuff that he and Lane got were... like a pile of pork for happy hour. Jeez. Yeah, I wish I was there. Whatever. 
We we did text you. We will tell you after the show. You were like busy hating. I'm us. sure I was. Uh, just uh, just to put this out there, people, the Oregon Brewers Festival, the largest beer festival in the entire universe of everything, uh, is July 27th through the 31st. You can go to InOneDayRadio dot com to listen to our interview with uh, uh, Old Town Brewing, and we kind of promoted it there. Uh, but yeah, it's it's kind of it's a staple of Oregon. It's a staple of the craft beer industry. Also, let's uh, August twenty fifth through the twenty eighth coming up is the Organic Beer Festival, and they're coming up on In One Day Radio as well, probably in a couple weeks. Uh, anyways, a couple beer festivals. Is there anything I'm missing? Oh, but is there anything coming up in the beer world? Beer world, we should be talking about. There is. About? But I, I have a lot of smaller things on my radar, but since they're smaller, I don't want to saturate the market and have it be crowded. <laughs> so I will not say a thing, Sean. Listen to there you. Is nothing else. Listen going to you, on. selfish man. You go to your about yourself. Wait, what, what day is Rainier Day? Rainier Day is in December. Okay. At my house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you know what that reminds me of? Uh, we also have the Organic Beer Festival coming up, which is usually the first weekend of fall because I know my personal bottle shares the second weekend, second You're, Saturday of fall. You mean the Fresh Hop Festival. What'd I say? You said organic. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Of course. The Fresh Hop Festival yeah. in, the, in, the, River. in the Hood Rivers. In the Rivers of Hood. Rivers of Hood. Yes. Robin Hood. Game of Thrones. Yes, we've been oh. drinking big We're beers. cutting you off in the show. <laughs> it's time to go. Uh, <laughs> I think Obit has somewhere to go. He was kind of rushing that top six. He's list. getting some Canteon for us, Sean. <laughs> oh, shit. No wonder. Okay, so uh, hang on. Hang on. Episode nine of Portland Beer Club Podcast. I'm not even going to tell you the URL because you are you already know it because you're listening, but let's just say it's portlandbeerclubpodcast.com. Uh, it's your online bottle share. We shared a lot of bottles tonight, and I thank you guys for bringing your bottles. I apologize for my fucked up version of one of my favorite IPAs. That, yeah, that's that was, too bad. That was you a bummer. Forgiven. We're on Stitcher. We're on uh, iTunes. We're at our website. You can follow us on Instagram at Portland Beer Club Podcast, Facebook at Portland Beer Club, and Twitter at PDX Beer Club. And at Untapped at Portland Beer Club, that's all one word, capital P, capital B, capital C, podcast. Go and like us there and you can see what we're drinking. Talk to you guys in two weeks with episode 10. Goodbye. That's been another episode of the Portland Beer Club podcast. Be sure to check us out on Facebook at Portland Beer Club or Twitter at PDX Beer Club. Feel free to contact me at portlandbeerclub at gmail.com if you have any news, feedback, or just want to say hi. See you next time.